Minnesota working to protect your right to vote and to ensure that every vote counts. <laughs> so that's the American Civil Liberties Union of Minnesota. Yeah, I was looking for that. I thought I still had I that had piece that of paper, paper underneath <laughs> my other piece of paper. I got a little confused. Hey, no problem. We're really confused. We're starting off in a confusing and anybody way. who's watching us on our Facebook right now, we have these awesome Biden Harris uh what are the, what are kind of hats Their are these? Hats. Baseball caps. Baseball caps. <laughs> okay, baseball wow. caps. And I also want to point out the point that these are made in America and are stamped made in America. Well, you see, too, uh, we want to give a big shout out to Jamie Becker Finn for hooking us up with mm -hmm. those. I had to drive to her you house. Should, you and should not even say that because now everybody's going to want one. Well, they don't know how to get a hold of her like That's I true. do. Okay. But I'm, anyway, I want to know, I want everyone to know also. Uh, that 45's red hats that yeah. he, they wear so proudly are all made in China. China. So, uh, <laughs> you know, what's funny, too, is that I've seen some hats, uh, uh, like uh, my former student, Felix, who's been on our show many mm -hmm. times uh, yeah. from Atlanta, saying with those reddish pink hats saying, made you look, uh, this is yeah. a Black Lives Matter hat or That's something like right. that. It's, it's a red hat, and it looks like a uh, Make America Great Again hat, uh, and it says on it, Made you look Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got Biden Harris hats, and uh, yeah. I, I think I like this sport. I do too. I'm sporting this I pretty well. I usually don't wear hats because Me I either. have like a small pinhead. But no, no, um, no. I'm I don't because I don't want to go bald quicker. Yeah. Well, that's what they say, right? If you wear a hat every day, that your know. scalp can't breathe, and then you lose your hair. I don't know. I don't know if that's true either. But, I just. Uh, uh, I just hope I'm not losing my hair. I'm 60 years old. I guess I can lose my hair right now. So is it, it's uh, <laughs> one day less than two weeks to vote. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're counting down. This is the countdown. Well, Pilots Progressive Party in two weeks, right, mm -hmm. will be the day after, after the election. Wow. I hope that we know. Well, I think we'll have a good, well, I mean, there's almost, I, I don't know if it's almost 40 million votes mm -hmm. now. That's amazing. People are really out there. So your old mayor got caught. Borat, uh, kind of, that's been all over the news, too. <laughs> Borat. He, he had a show. He had a movie about 12 years ago, which is really kind of... Showing the idiocracy really of some like, Americans, right? Yeah. Well, Borat, if, for those who don't know Borat, he is kind of says things that you're like, oh, well, my he's a, God. But he's also a character. And oh. he, he was singing some really, uh, I saw a clip of him at some kind of Republican get-together mm -hmm. outdoors, and he was singing. He came in this cowboy hat and sang this song that was really mean towards liberals and everything. And oh, like really? Really, really bad. Uh -huh. And then they kind of caught on to him that it was Borat. Somebody went, hey, that's Borat, and they yeah. started chasing him. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's a crazy kind of guy. But, yeah, good old Rudy. Rudy's Rudy Giuliani. Really yeah. I don't even want to say his name. Mm. What else you got, Wendy, before we get to our guest? Um, you know, I did have something, but I think it uh, went away now on my... Oh, yeah. Listen to this. <laughs> um, this is a New York Times um, article. Just came out today. A man in Maryland was arrested and charged with threatening to kidnap and kill Biden and Harris. Uh, so he is in custody right now. And if you have a New York Times article or you could get it really cheap. I paid like I pay like a dollar a month so that I get the New York Times wow. um, online. I learned so much about you. 
<laughs> I had no idea. And um, so that came up on my New York Times um, feed here. But yep. yeah, that just they they just arrested him today. But it seems like he tried to do this uh, back on October fourth. Well, Forty well, fives uh, flan- uh, fanning the flames as usual, and. You know, it's a flip of the coin. Are they going to have a, a debate or not? Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know. We'll see tomorrow, right? We, I we guess have we'll a mute. Know. Watch us say something, oh, Wendy. Okay, say mute. Now I just muted. Yeah, see, that's what they got to do to him, and they're going to do to him. And he walked out on Leslie Stahl from 60 Minutes. Oh, yeah. So that was like one of the best advertisements for 60 Minutes because actually now I can't wait to watch it. Well, we always watch But he's a big baby. Like, instead of being a man and being a smart person and and a politician – you just stay there and you and you finish your interview and you talk and you and you act like a human being but oh, he just really can't do that's that that's not go there that's mm-hmm. that's that's get our guest on here i yeah. just want to tell everybody i'm wearing my rock the vote native style shirt uh, that I got from Nancy Bolio up in the deep north, and we do uh, rock the vote native style on Tuesdays. Uh, I didn't wash it. Oh, yeah, you got my Tribe Called Bread uh, shirt on. Thank yeah. you. I uh, wish I could have that back someday, but not. That's introduced. This a, is too small. This would, like, fit your I'd arm. I'd look super buff. Okay, so so let's introduce the, the guest one. Ann Johnson-Stewart, District 44 Senate candidate. Ann, are you there? Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on. Uh, we're really excited to have you on. Can you tell, uh, well, Wendy did a little bio for you, and maybe you can tell us a, a little bit about yourself and uh, what motivated you to uh, run for office. Well, I originally got motivated to run because I'm a civil engineer, and I care deeply about roads and bridges and sewer and water and all those things that civil engineers are responsible for. So that got me thinking about running, and I just, uh, as I got more and more familiar with other issues, and I started to think about the lack of leadership in our Senate and realized that just two seats uh, flipped from GOP to DFL could change a lot of things, I decided to run. So I've been at it for a year now, and I'm, frankly, I'm pretty excited for two weeks from today when hopefully I'll know if it was all worth it or not. (laughs) There you go. The journey's a reward, and I always just got to say what I've learned by interviewing many, many politicians over the years uh, is that if they lose one, um, they come back and they win. So the yeah, journey's a reward. You know, so keep keep up the keep on keeping. You know, no matter what. Yeah, actually, I thought of that as soon as the words left my mouth. I thought, you know, it has been worth it, even if I lose, because just going through this process and meeting so many people that care passionately about progressive issues. It's just restored my faith in humankind, frankly, and that is not, that's not an overstatement. It is absolutely true. So um, this whole year has just been extremely affirming, and it's been a great experience. I do hope I win, though, because we need two DFL seats to get the Senate back, and I know that the Democrats are really counting on mine, and so I hope I can deliver it for them. Well, we all here hope that you uh, win as well. It says here that you're a teacher. What did you teach and where did you teach, if you could say that? Yeah, so I currently teach at the University of Minnesota. I taught there for over 20 years in the civil engineering and construction programs. And I've also taught at St. Paul Tech, and I taught at Dunwoody for a time. 
so those are my formal teaching jobs. And then ongoing, I teach a lot of classes to people that are working, um, maintenance workers and design engineers and others at the DOT and at cities and counties. So most of my work actually is teaching. Wow. Uh, go but Gophers. I'm, I'm an alumni and a teacher, too. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> really? that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yep. So I know one of the things uh, uh, I, I mentioned this once in a while, but I'm a, a board member of MN350 uh, and mm-hmm. uh, of Action. And I, can you uh, tell our audience a little bit how you feel about, uh, and I know you're endorsed by them, which really excites mm-hmm. me to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your vision and what you know as an engineer and as a person and somebody running for office. Well, so my vision in general or related to MN350? I guess well, I'll just... I guess, just, to, just uh, the, uh, you know... Is there the global warming and just to, yep. I mean, just to your beliefs more than vision. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I just wanted to be as clear or as not clear as you wanted me to be. So my first degree is in environmental engineering. I guess that's actually one of the reasons I should have mentioned earlier that I decided to run too, is with the uh, Republicans in charge of the Minnesota Senate, they weren't even having hearings about climate change. And You don't have to be an engineer to know that climate change is real, but I do have everyday experiences that will quickly illustrate how climate change is real. I mean, look outside. We can see that we're getting much more precipitation early. We know this in the amount of flooding that we're experiencing and the, um, I teach culvert design, so I know that sounds kind of obscure, but our culverts are designed with, based on assumptions about the climate. And we're quickly having to change all of our assumptions because we have just a huge amount of precipitation now that we didn't have before. And that's directly related to climate change. So, um, you know, it's immediate and it's a crisis. We have to do something to get towards carbon neutral and to start um, making sure that people can invest in and use more renewable energy. And that's really, really important to me. So... Um, from that perspective, I hope to be a a good teacher of what the facts are because I see them every day. And I think it's time to stop denying climate change and just work really hard to actually do something towards reversing it. So it's a pretty important issue for me. As it is, to, you know, to so many people, climate changes, and it really kind of ast- astonishes me somehow and some, you know, that people don't listen to the science they don't want to know about the science and they think it's controversy you know it's a controversial issue and it's really not it's not but it's so terrifying to think if it's real you know so i think we have to we can't we we got to stop pretending that it's not happening because it is happening and um there's data you know we are experiencing it right now so Number one, we need to stop asking if people believe in it. Stop using that word believe. And number two, start asking people what we should be doing about it. And so it is, it is right now that we have to start working because we've already lost valuable time. And uh, I, after I hang up with you guys, I'm going to see my grandkids. And when I think about their life, I know. And, you know, their life and what they might be experiencing, it's really... It's even more of a crisis. We have to preserve the world, and we have to turn things back. So that's something I'm going to work hard on. I hope I get on one of the environmental committees 
if I'm elected. But I You'll be elected. Hey, Ann, do you uh, <laughs> have the capacity to, to do a, another a few minutes? Uh, we got to go sure. to a commercial break. Awesome. We're oh, with Ann Johnson-Stewart, District 44 candidate, and you're listening to Pilots Progressive Party. We'll be right back after this short break. All right. Thanks. Family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, it helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Hey, Cudigate to everyone. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Network. In 2017, as a response to the shocking events that transpired at Standing Rock and the lack of accurate and honest information coming from local and mainstream media, we felt we had to do something about it. That is why we created Native Ritz Radio, then Pilots Progressive Party, and finally, the new Native Symposium. We're still here. These shows have been supported by local businesses, and as you all know, unfortunately, they are no longer able to support us during this difficult time of the pandemic. This is why I'm here today to ask you for your support. We feel it is so important to continue to bring this important information to you. Your support will help continue production and airtime costs. So please, if you can, visit Patreon Native Ritz Radio Network and help in any way you can. Pinigi, and thank you for your support. Even though these are challenging times, All Energy Solar is still committed to providing you a cost-effective, environmentally friendly energy system through their zero-contact protocol. Solar remains a great value and long-term investment, but some of the incentive programs will be expiring soon. All Energy Solar can walk you through the entire process. They can evaluate your property by phone or webinar and can even complete preliminary design work without visiting your home. So start saving on your energy bill today and visit allenergysolar.com. Welcome back to Pilot's Progressive Party. Hi, welcome back, Wendy. Wow. This has been a great show so far, and uh, I just knock on wood because of my my mad skills. I'm hoping that I'm, I'm holding those up. But, uh, hey, this is brought to you by the American Civil, Lib- Civil Liberties Union of Minnesota, working to protect your right to vote and ensure that every vote counts. Mm-hmm. So we really appreciate their support during these uh, times. Yeah, and we have Ann Johnson-Stewart here. She is District 44 Senate candidate. And, um, and before we went to commercial, we were talking about how uh, people don't believe in climate change. And we, we really do need to stop uh, asking if you believe in climate change. And I saw something on the Internet that I really liked, and it said, we need to stop asking people uh, if they believe in China climate change. And we need to start asking them, do you understand climate change? And I think that's a really important uh, point that you brought up with us. That's a great way to think about it. Yeah. Do you understand? Because that gives them, I don't know, is that a little patronizing? <laughs> but I kind of like the idea. Do you understand? We have to talk slowly, too. What? 
I said Wendy's from New York, Ann, so she's a little patronizing. <laughs> That's what makes it a great show. But I kind of like it because it implies what is exactly true, that there really is climate change. So let's mm-hmm. stop asking if people believe in it. Right. Do you exactly. understand the crisis around it? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what we should ask. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, we're going to keep that. Yeah, I'll definitely. try to uh, <laughs> change the wording so it's not so patronizing. <laughs> ah, but sometimes no, I, can I didn't mean know. that. <laughs> All right, now Wendy doesn't like me. I don't mean it that no, way. No, no, uh-uh. no, yeah. not at all, not at all. No, we love Anne. we love you, Anne, and we know you're going to win. And then you know, then you'll be on our show once a month, uh, giving us an update what's happening at the Capitol. Oh, please. So Patty Acom is my House uh, member, and she is the head of the Climate Action Caucus in the House. And she and I are super excited to work together. So maybe Patty and I can come back mm-hmm. and talk to you about things like solar in the schools and some other things that we're, she's already planning. And I will help her get through the Senate if I win. When I yeah, win. Patty's <laughs> from like Red, Red Wing or down there, right? I don't, where, you know, where is Patty from? She's a biologist. Oh, okay. This, before the end of the time. But she is, well, she's in my district. So she's in 44. Oh. I don't know where she's from originally. Oh, because we had a, we had a, uh, a person on too. And I thought that was her that was talking about that. She worked uh, in the school district and she was down with Red Wing. And I'm a high school teacher. And I think, you know, personally, if we had solar panels on every school building, um, that mm-hmm. would take care of so much when it comes to, uh, we spend so much money on the cost of energy in these schools. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, actually that's really, it's really true. And so I'm a, so I'm a teacher at the college level and I love outreach that is experiential. That's kind of how we do it in construction. So I keep promoting solar in the schools because I keep thinking of how we could teach kids about the energy and looking at it. It would be such a great teaching tool. And then I heard Patty speak, and she actually comes at it from energy costs are a school district's second highest cost. And it never even occurred to me that you would actually get a cost benefit. So it's like a double whammy, right? You get Mm -hmm. the savings of the solar generation, but then you also... What a huge teaching tool. And you have a whole generation of kids that grow up knowing everything about solar. And you have a whole community of construction workers that know how to install it. So if we can get solar on every school in Minnesota, there's just so many good things that could come out of that. Plus, you have all the parents that come to school and they see the solar panels. Oh, I could do that on my house. So I think it's something we're going to try to get through. You could have your son take that class and have him get solar panels yeah. for your house. You know, another thing too, I, uh, we have another show called Native Roots Radio that's on Saturday and we have Winona LaDuke on a lot. And she always talks about, we don't need these uh, pipelines. We can use these mm-hmm. pipes for clean water. And it's just like, wow, thinking mm-hmm. outside the box, let's use these pipes that are sitting up there ready to go across a uh, line three and use them for water. And we all know Michigan still doesn't have clean water. Yeah, well, Winona's got some idea there. I'm not sure I'm ready to put water in pipelines, but I do know one thing, and that is that instead of talking about how many jobs we're going to create from pipelines, we can look at other ways to create jobs. So um, I think there's a lot to be said about what we can do with pipelines, what we can do with broadband, how we can bring jobs to 
people around the state. And uh, I'm looking forward to working with the Native American community on that, too. So, anyway. Yeah, I don't want to negate what you said. Yeah, and Anne, if you could uh, let our uh, audience know how they can support you, if you have a website or a Facebook page. And then before you came on, I said that District 44 was the southeastern Plymouth and northern Minnetonka and Woodland area. Is that, is that correct? Yep, so it's okay. Plymouth. It's most of Plymouth, uh, the north part of Minnetonka, and all of Woodland. And I have a website. It's AnnJohnsonStewart.com. And I also have a Facebook page. Ann Johnson Stewart for Minnesota Senate. And for those that are watching us on Facebook Live, we have that up. Uh, the If you want to click on the link and help with uh, call parties or anything, because we really know how important it is to uh, go blue. You know, and uh, so I know you want to go uh, hug your grandchild. <laughs> so we really, really appreciate you being on. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you so you. much for being on. And we got to have you on again and again and again. Because, After you win. Yeah, definitely. Well, here's one thing I really want to talk to you about. When I when I win, I'd love to talk to you, to you about some workforce things that I've done up on White Earth Reservation, which I think is where uh, um you just said, no, Leduc. Uh, what's yep. her first name? Oh, Winona. So Winona, yes. So I would love to come back and talk to you about that. And um, I got a whole bunch of other stuff we can talk about, too. So thanks for having me on today. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, good luck. And we'll see you at, in St. Paul at the state capitol when you're getting sworn in. Oh, I love it. Thanks. Take care. All right, you too. Wow, Wendy, that was awesome. I love to hear progressive uh, people wanting to change things and and who really want to change the future, not for themselves, but for their children, their grandchildren, and know that once we leave here, there's still going to be a world, right? And to care about what, what the future holds. Yeah, you know, when they say the world ending, the world's not ending. The, maybe the human species will end. Yeah. Uh, but the world was the earth was mother earth will still be here. Mm -hmm. So with that positive note, we should take a break. All we're right. going to have uh, Henry uh, Gipp up next, and we're going to talk uh, about some things that happened in North Dakota that uh, three we, years ago. Yeah, yeah. and then it's happening this weekend. Mm -hmm. is, a, is a march and a talk. So we'll be right back. This is Pilot's Progressive Party, and I'm here with Wendy Pilot, and this is Robert Pilot, and that's how we made up the name. We'll be right back. Hey Minnesota, it's Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, and muckraking host of the Bradcast weeknights here on AM950. With the 2020 election upon us, all the stops are now coming out to suppress the vote. Whether it's photo ID, bad voting machines, or just plain old voter intimidation, we will expose all of the latest schemes, frauds, and more. Right here on the Bradcast, every weeknight, now at 7 p.m. on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, I'm Alicia Luther-Tom, Certified Financial Planner with an all-woman team at RBC Wealth Management. Making sure you and your loved ones can live comfortably in the future starts with the choices you make today. During times like these, having a trusted investment team is more important than ever. We practice social distancing and can work with clients remotely. 
This is Alicia Luther Toms at 612-770-4460 or alicia.luther.toms at rbc.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Better Futures Minnesota's Reuse Warehouse has big news. We have a brand new online store. Check out reusebfm.com. This is a great way to see what we carry in the reuse warehouse. Appliances, building materials, kitchen and bath fixtures, lighting, flooring, lumber, heating and cooling items. Don't miss the beautiful benches and COVID safety shields that are hand-built using reclaimed wood from our deconstruction projects. Check out ReuseBFM.com. That's ReuseBFM, as in Better Futures Minnesota.com. These days, our home is the center of our world. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. If we're all going to be spending a lot more time at home, doesn't it make sense to make your space the most attractive and most functional space it can be? At Habitation, my experienced degree interior design staff can help you select the perfect furnishings for your home and your lifestyle. Furniture is more than one size fits all, and there's more to making a room work than a couple of chairs and a sofa. Whether it's a modular sectional carefully selected to maximize your living room, or the perfect bed, dresser, and nightstand combination to create your dream bedroom, Habitation can help you achieve the space you've always wanted. So check us out online at habitationdesign.com or schedule an appointment at our Adina showroom. Habitation Furnishing and Design. Make your home exceptional. Brought to you by the American Civil Liberties Union of Minnesota. Working to protect your right to vote and to ensure that every vote counts. And you'll also make Election Day less busy for those who can't vote any other day or who need special assistance to cast their ballot. Right now, there's still plenty of time to mail in absentee ballots. It only takes a few minutes to drop off your ballot at the county elections office. And of course, you can choose to vote early in person. No matter how you vote, the most important thing is that you do vote. Be a voter. Your vote is your power. And while you're voting, you can be confident that the ACLU will be hard at work safeguarding everyone's right to vote. Every voice matters, and the ACLU of Minnesota will work hard to ensure every vote is counted. To get more information about how to plan your vote, visit www.aclu-mn.org slash vote. back to Pilots Progressive Party. Welcome back, Wendy. How's it going? I'm here, and I want to give a shout-out to Joanne. She's uh, watching us from uh, Florida on our Facebook page, and she's an old uh, high school friend of mine. So. Oh, geez. Keep your private stuff private, would you? <laughs> <laughs> and she's in the nice warm weather in Florida. Yeah, yeah we almost oh, – well, anyways, so, hey, let's get to this uh, next guest, Wendy. Uh, you and I were at Standing Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh we were there uh, trying to protect water mm-hmm. and uh, things going on there. And our next guest here, uh, his brother was, a, a, and along with him, I'm sure, uh, was a water protector and uh, lost his life to the police. And we want to hear uh, Henry's story, and I want to welcome Henry uh, to a Pilot's Progressive Party. Hey, um, this is Henry. Yep. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, sure can, Henry. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? I just got off work just a couple minutes ago and had to race home and make sure everything good. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. You sound good, too. <laughs> cool. Thank you. 
Cool. Hey, so tell us the story. Uh, tell us all you want. We want you to come here and speak your truth and uh, talk about your brother and what happened to him. Okay. Uh, I'd like to just make a quick introduction. Um, mm -hmm. I am uh, I'm a father, a son, a brother. I'm an uncle. Uh, I'm a poet, an activist, an aspiring uh, businessman. I also uh, work, I, I build residential foundations uh, for a living right now. I'm trying to transition into, um, you know, get out of that field and make sure that uh, all my uh, positive aspects are uh, used in the right way, you know. So, um, from the Hukupapa Lakota Nation, uh, Standing Rock, and, um, you know, I'm here uh, on this radio, you know, I reached out to you through uh, Heather Keeler. Uh, she's a, uh, a really good friend of mine. She's been a friend of mine for two years, two plus years. And uh, she's also running for a house seat. Got to throw that in there uh, uh -huh. for Minnesota, for uh, Moorhead. Yep. Um, and we always talk about it. Uh, we talk about what's going on, you know, uh She's always been there for support, uh, dealing with this. Uh, she knows the details, and she just tries to help out in any way she can, and she's always talked about you and your radio stations and uh, the message that you're always trying to convey out to the people. You know, so I decided to, um, you know, have her link us up and, and make sure that, um, you know, we connect, you know. Yeah. But... Uh, regarding my brother, uh, Ryan Gipp, uh, his full name is George Ryan Gipp Jr. Uh, you know, he was born and raised on Standing Rock, uh, Cannonball, Fort Yates. He lived uh, just right outside of Fort Yates and then in Porcupine. Um, he, him himself was a son, a father, father of three, actually, uh, you know, a husband, a brother, you know, a friend, a great friend, uh, you know, um, very loyal friend. You know, he was my older brother, and uh, I always moved back and forth from Standing Rock in Minnesota as a child. And every time I would come back home to the Reds, you know, we would always link up, and, and, and you know, I looked, I looked up to him. You know, he was, he was a, uh, you know, he he was in the rodeo. I mean, he rode bulls. He was really, he was a pure, like, outdoorsman. He hunted, he fished, uh, he did everything, you know. And then when he had children, when he had his first son, uh, it, it changed him, you know. He, you know, he start, stopped acting up, uh, you know, and doing all the crazy stuff. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he really buckled down. And, and I just remember that as a young teenager, uh, seeing that change, you know, and using that. Uh, kind of later in life, you know, and I still use that. You know, I still use that those inspirations and, and those memories of him, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and you know, fast forward to uh, you know 2016 and the protest, No Dapple protest. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to call it the No Dapple movement, you know, because it was more yeah. than just a protest, you know. Um. So coming to that, uh, he was there. Um, doing all, you know, all the stuff that the media and, and people don't really talk about too much is, you know, he was cutting wood, he was hauling wood, he was doing the, you know, the stuff that may, really helps the people out and, um, 
you know, he's helping the elders, the children, you know, going back and forth, you know, making sure his family and kids were okay and his wife and family, you know, you know, it really inspired him, you know, it really inspired him um, within like this deep rooted with, you know, deep rooted uh, uh, energy within, you know, it was like an awakening. And I, I feel like that was a lot. That was for many, you know, that happened a lot uh, in, in that movement. Um, uh, so, come come to 2017, uh, he the, the No Devil movement, uh, you know, was um, forcibly uh, removed. The last people standing, and everything just kind of moved on. You know, the cameras left, and and then you know, prosecution by law enforcement on every level started to happen. Uh, the media, the the mainstream media, uh, left. You know. CNN and all these other um, media source uh, sources left. Then the uh, local media basically took over and, and, and ran the narrative, right? right? And there's the people that live on Standing Rock, and uh, you know he was one of them. So it's you, we got to get back to life. You know we got to get back to life. I'd like to make one correction. You said that I live in Standing Rock. I don't live in Standing Rock. I, I actually live in Fargo. Uh, oh. Right now, I've been living here for the last two years. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, but I go to I go to Standing Rock. I go to Bismarck as much as I can. I have two kids in Bismarck, and so I'm, I, I make the drive. I travel a lot, you know. Um, but so back to post No Dapple uh, in the communities and where it's at, uh, right? You, you don't really hear much of it. Um, I don't know if any of y'all have been out to the uh, to the Red Man uh, statue out there or back to camp. We did. Wendy and I went there. Yep. Uh, recently, yeah, uh, Ladonna's um, property out there. Right. Not recently, but in 2016, we were there when they put up the, that statue looking over a standing or Oshate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I went there this past summer um, around spring, and you know it's so beautiful. And it's, it, you know the landscape, the the land. You know the land is just so mm-hmm. beautiful, and people tend to like forget about these things and these moments and and everything. And um, you know, I went out there. We went out there to his gravesite and we prayed. And uh, you know, as a family, we uh, recently lost um, you know some other family members, so that's why we were out there. We have a uh, burial sites out there, a burial um, uh, plots out out mm-hmm. there. So, but um, so we went out there and checked it out, and you just still feel it. You know, you still feel that energy. It's a residual energy that is still there. And I, um, you know, I would, um, you know, I'd ask everybody if you get the chance that you know you take your time and really come through and and check it out and um, you know feel it really like really feel it. And I felt it. You know, I was there with, with our family, and mm-hmm. uh, we were just talking and, and, and praying and and just taking it all in. You know. And, uh, you know, I've been, you know, f- you know, fighting for my brother, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for a minute. Our whole family has, right? Mm-hmm. And, and given that the moment that this took place, and this, it, this is, it's going to sound, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a murder, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what happened with him is, you know, like I said, he's an outdoorsman. He's, he's a. Um, Come, come October 23rd of 2017, uh, um, you know, he was with our family 
uh, and uh, mother and father, and he uh, they were hunting. They were hunting. He had a hun- hunting rifle, uh, and it went off into in town uh, at a gas station. He was unloading it out out the uh, car door, and it went off uh, accidentally. There was really nobody in town. It's it, you know it's Fort Yates, so it wasn't. There's really nobody around. You know it's pretty much dead. It's a red town, and it went off, and the gas attendant calls the cops, and but there's nothing really like she didn't come out or it was never um, a big issue, right? And it's it's the mm-hmm. red life, man. It's country. Like everybody carries guns, you know. Everybody mm-hmm. has, you know. Um, so uh, they get in the car, they get their gas, they they go hunting for turkeys uh, around this time, and they go off an off road, little uh, little dirt road and they don't get nothing uh and they're on their way home is the sun is getting later uh, in the day and um let's go home so they go out on a uh, highway road and by this time there's already the call that's made in and the cop car is coming the opposite way and it's speeding going 100 plus they pass them going the other way and the car the cop car whips around Mm-hmm. The cop car whips around and stops. By the time they stop, before they stop, my brother throws the gun out because he's scared. He's like, he just knows, like, you just have this feeling. And I don't know if anybody has ever dealt with cops. It's just this uh, police. It's, it don't matter where you're at. It's just if you're a person of color, it's just this automatic pressure that's on you, right? And it's, it's weird. You could not be doing anything wrong. You could not have a, a criminal record at all. It's just something, you know, for a lot of people. Um, that that's what it is. So he um, throws the gun out. They get pulled over. Uh, our parents get out one by one. They're both in the front seat. My brother's in the back. They get arrested. My brother gets out, and he gets um, he goes. Uh, uh, Mom and dad get out. They go through the procedure. Then. When they go through that procedure, when it's my brother's turn, they don't do that procedure. They don't mm-hmm. go through the same procedure that they went and did last um, the uh, mother and father. They didn't do that. Uh, the keys were thrown out the uh, car window, and my brother ends up picking them up. And at that point, that's where this happened. They tase him. They didn't directly hit him. And he took off running. And when he took off running, that's when Gary Sandlin, the officer who is still policing uh, down there right now, and uh, Raymond Webb, Officer Raymond Webb, are are still policing out there. You know, mm. um, and he was shot five times in the back with an AR-15. There was multiple shots, but he was hit five times. Mm. And this is gruesome, but this is the truth. And I feel like, for me, I have to tell this because it's so, it's it's so much for our family to bear. We can't even talk about it. like they can't. But I have the strength to. It's even hard for me, but it, I think that's why, you know, in this time frame that I'm in this position. You know, I have to do these do these things. I have to speak on his name. I have to make sure that this uh, the story is told. And, and, and we have to move forward, you know? We have to move forward. Um, so this happens. Uh, all 
while our parents are in the back seat of the different car or the other uh, squad car. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. You know, this happened. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, were you having some kind of action coming up this? Uh, uh, it was uh, October 23rd, did you say, earlier? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, we have a family. We do this every year, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we uh, we were planning to have some people come in that always support this movement, this Native, Native Lives Movement, uh, mm-hmm. Native Lives Matter Movement. Um, yep. You know, they're based out of uh, Minneapolis, uh, Tonya and uh, Gabe, um, mm-hmm. going through the same things. You know, they're going through the same things, and they're uh, really good friends of ours, so they've always been there supporting, so we want them to be a part of this. Uh, so we are doing uh, something, but we switched up the plans, and um, we're doing uh, just kind of some personal family, um, you know, uh, actions, just prayers and, 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 you know, stuff like that, and, and visiting you know, grave sites and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. Well, Henry, can I just say, Peeny Gigi, thank you for uh, this this heart-wrenching story, and I think what we're going to do is we're going to rebroadcast this, too, on Native Ritz Radio Saturday. Um, I just want to uh, say thank you for coming on and, and telling this. One, okay, okay, one yeah. second, one second. I just wanted to, I wanted to say one thing with, uh, all, right. with uh, all our people that we do, um, you know, connect with, and um, you know, those that what I said was uh, you know, some gruesome details, and and you know we do have other uh, lawsuits against um, you know the BIA and and the individuals that we are all fight, fighting on every lane. We're trying to make sure that every lane is covered, it, it, that we're in it, right? But I wanted to make sure that I say these people's name, and this will only take a minute. Um, Go ahead. Uh, uh, so these are the lives lost, the native, uh, uh, the native lives lost and taken by the police. And uh, I want to say Ky- Kyler Grabenbear, he was a teenager. Uh, Bobby Johnson was almost murdered. Uh, that's a good friend of mine, uh, her brother. Um, Philip, uh, Philip Quinn, Billy Hughes, Paul Castaway, Travis Jordan, Vernon and Tony May, Jordan Love Gonzalez, Jason Perro, uh, Jay Scott, Windmark, Corey Kanash, Jonathan Tubby, uh, Chantel Moore, Sarah Lee, a Circle Bear, Machivis Good Blanket, Stone Child Chief Stick, Antonio Black Bear, Jamie Lee Braveheart, uh, Julio Bald Eagle, Philip High Bear, Raina Renville, Kyle, Kyle Graven Bear, Dustin Irwin, Ivan Dragswolf, uh, uh, John Fairbanks, Benjamin Whiteshield, Christina Tawawa, uh, Jackie Sa- Sailors, uh, Renee D- Davis, Autumn Steele, Rexdale Henry, uh, D. Uh, D. Pequit, uh, Cody Error, uh, uh, Hebrew Otis, Clarence Lending Fighter, Alan Locke, Wayne Reyes, Brian Dakota, uh, Johnny Bonta, Adam Porber, Johnny, uh, Jordan Addison, Isha Hudson, Henry James Hunter, Adrian Eagle Elk, Bude uh, Phelps, Raymond Ekrit, Kalo Sanchez, Manua, uh, Sitting Bull, Crazy Horse, mm-hmm. Raymond Gassman, uh, Joy Sherman, Sean Wadies, Zachary Bearheels, uh, Matt, Jesse, J- Jesse Lee Rose, John T. Williams, Lori Tiskini, T- T- uh, Gabriel Sage Barnes, Jack Kawadwi, uh, Miles Rough Service, 
the list goes on. Jacob or Shamble, uh, Brian and La- Lattister, man, the list goes on. I could keep going, and this is why we are out here, and that's why I am out here speaking for our people. This is atrocious by the BIA, by the city cops, by the police, man. We got to do something. Well, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and speaking your truth. And again, we're going to rebroadcast this on Native Ritz Radio. And thank you so much for mentioning all those names, um, keeping those names in the forefront and, and saying them over again gives them life. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Um, and I look forward to uh, uh, more interviews and more discussions and more mm-hmm. connections because uh, that's what we have to do, man. As a people, um, as a human, as human beings, we have to do this. Yeah, exactly. So, thank you so much for being on. Oh, wow, Wendy, mm. um, that's that. That was heavy. Um, it's heartbreak for the family. It's just heartbreak. It really is. Well, you know, and uh, our people. Um, you know, the American Indian Movement was started because of uh, the way police uh, treated Native mm-hmm. Americans mm-hmm. and. Um, it, it's not ended Mm-mm. and, it's not. and Mm-mm. that was one of the big worries that we had when Standing Rock was going to end, meaning the no dapple Standing Rock is mm-hmm. all these people all over Turtle Island came there and what happens to, uh, the people that are left there mm-hmm. after everyone leaves yeah. and the, and the cameras, like mm-hmm. you said, CNN and all the news. Mm-hmm. Is- mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate that the, what happened to his brother was not recorded Right. Like right. so many times, like George Floyd, we got to see what happened and it would, there was no shadow of a doubt. Um, and, uh, you know, his family was there and witnessed it. Yeah. Mm. Let's say his name again, George Ryan Gipp Jr. Mm-hmm. Or Ryan Gipp. Um, wow. That, that was heavy. And uh, we're, we need to make these connections and need to be a conduit for mm-hmm. our people and the people out there that th- need to. Um, speak their truth absolutely so we want to give a special shout out to heather keeler for Mm -hmm. setting us up with uh this young warrior yes henry thank you henry again for your emotional heartfelt story yeah well um it was a good show it was a good show yeah and um you know we have a lot of levity but we also have a lot of um a lot of um you know things to do for other people mm-hmm. you know we we have a responsibility for other people to to accentuate their voice whether mm-hmm. they're a person or or uh, an animal mm-hmm. a, absolutely a, some being and mm-hmm. and um so definitely uh that was that was heavy mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna really reach out to that young warrior again and have him on another show yeah, and i hope that if there's someday that justice uh is served for his brother well, let's keep amplifying it. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you've been listening to Pilot's Progressive Party, and I've been here with my sidekick, Wendy Pilot, and uh, we want to thank uh, everyone that's been listening and also uh, thank Je- uh, Becker Finn for these great hats. Absolutely. Jamie Thanks Becker a lot. Finn. Love right. my hat. All right.
Is it time to downsize but don't know where to start? Give the House Geeks with Bricks Real Estate a call. We are experienced in making this process as smooth and as easy as possible. Whether it is with pricing your home or assistance in finding movers or any other professionals that you might need to help get your home ready, we are here for you. Take the worry away and give us a call today at 651-303-0019. Again, that is 651-303-0019 or online anytime at housegeeks.com. Finding the right lawyer is incredibly stressful. It can be tough to know even where to start. Don't just run an internet search.